God bless all of you, brothers and sisters. It's a great source of joy to be able to say hello to you all. I hope the God of heaven may bless you greatly. We're going to meditate in the book of Job, chapter number one. How to conduct ourselves during a time of trouble, during times of hardship. What does the Bible teach us? Let us go back in time to the time between Noah and Abraham, because according to the theme of this book, Job belonged to that time. It was the time of the patriarchs, the time of conscience. The law of Moses had not been enacted yet, but God taught to people's conscience. Those patriarchs would perform tasks as prophets, priests, judges, rulers, and Job was one of them. The book of Job is a book whose content has doctrinal wealth. It is an example of a man who experiences hardship, a great deal of tribulation, who goes through the highest kind of pain, who is tested and experiences tribulation unfairly, but despite of it all, he never fail God. Of course, we have to look at the example of our Lord Jesus Christ first, whose footsteps we should follow, a paragon of virtue, a per the one who suffered unspeakable things and suffered death, death to the cross. Job is also a role model for the children of God to follow. Those who surely will have suffered, experienced, or will experience great suffering or tribulation. But God let Job live those experiences to teach us all the path to follow and for us to understand that we can live patience, faithfulness, and that we may endure pain tribulation without stopping to seek God, without forsaking God's path. And what's most important, that after tribulation, God gives payment or retribution to a person when a person remains steadfast and faithful. Job is a role model in that, is a reference we must go to. Let us reflect on the tribulations for which each of you must be suffering, because it is impossible to list them all. Whatever difficulty it may be, we will never grumble, nor will we demean the work of God. We cannot go back. We will not falter. We cannot fall down, but rather we're going to imitate Job, who never grumbled and always carried on praising, trusting, and glorifying God in the midst of his pain. And in verse number one of chapter number one, Job says that there was a, a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright, and one who feared God and shunned evil. He was a man who was not idolater, and it says that he shunned evil. Surely there was no sin in him. There was no envy in him, because when it says that he was a blameless and upright man, it was because he had not harmed his neighbor. That's why it says that he shunned evil. And then verse number two, he, it says he has had seven sons and three daughters. In addition to being a very prosperous man, materially speaking, because verse three tells us that his wealth was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 male donkeys, and very large household. And it states very importantly, it says that this man was the greatest of all people of the East, a man with a, great, a very good fame, man 
who everyone recognized. People around him recognized that he was a wise man, filled with virtues, with good works, a good and just man, a very prosperous man, a man who was successful in everything, who had a lot of authority, a man who commanded respect. God was with him. He was a man blessed by God. And verse number six states that there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Uh, and Satan also came among them. So how could the, the sons of God come before the Lord? Back then, they would come before God, just as today we present ourselves before the Lord. We present ourselves before the Lord when we pray, when we praise, when we read the Bible, when we are watching a Bible study, listening to a sermon, we are presenting ourselves before God. But the scripture says that the devil is also close by, listening to what we do before our God and also accusing us. Whenever we present ourselves before God, the wicked one is saying thanks to God to punish us, to test us, or he is bringing out our mistakes or sins. And then verse number seven, the Lord spoke to the evil one and said, from where do you come? So he answered, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. The devil is always in the midst of humankind, plays in traps and wiles for, the, for human beings to fail God so he can accuse them before God to steal their blessings away and even their salvation and eternal life. Then verse number eight, the Lord reiterated to the wicked one, have you considered my servant Job? Look at those beautiful words. The Lord said about Job, there is a none like him on the earth, meaning surely there were people who, who loved and followed God and obeyed God, but not in that level of blamelessness as Job, because God said here, there is a none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. How beautiful. I think we all desire and we should aspire for God to one day talk about us in this way. And note, brothers and sisters, that immediately following these words, then the devil's envy is shown in such a way that he argues to God. Verse 9, does Job fear God for nothing? Saying, no. Because Job is a rich man, he is a man to whom you've given all wealth and everything that's necessary, and he has more than anyone can have since you're giving him so much honor, so much fame, so much wealth. That's why Job honors you. That is why Job praises you. But if you test him, let's see whether it's true that he continues remaining the same before you. That's the way which the Lord challenged God and God allowed it. And we learn from this because sometimes we are thinking to ourselves, why are we experiencing so many difficult times or unexpected situations? And we do not understand. We can't comprehend. Perhaps here there's an answer. God let the, the wicked one to test us to show God that we truly love him above all things. And God allowed it to happen with Job because verse number 12, the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. And so the Lord gave permission to the wicked one. God authorized him. Everything he has, go ahead. But you must respect his life, Job's life, because the Lord said to the wicked one, I'm going to test you. Job will follow me, will praise me, he will not blaspheme against me, or rather he'll keep loving me, he'll keep praising me, and he'll keep glorifying me. 
that is when the devil's persecution began against Job, because in verse number 13 and on, the Bible tells us that a series of events and ailments came against Job, all of them at the same time. Verse 15, they told him that some people killed their servants who were plowing with the donkeys feeding beside them, and they also took their animals. Verse 16, they gave him the news that fire from God fell and killed their sheep and their servants. Verse 17, they told him that his camels were stolen and other kill, uh, servants were killed with the edge of the sword. And then verse 18 brings us something harsh, even harsher, because it says, while he was still speaking, another also came and said, your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they are dead. How harsh, what a harsh tribulation, great wind. Those was, were spirits, spirits the wicked one commanded to go there. Surely they became a tornado to destroy everything because it said that it struck the four corners of the house. That's why it is so important that we learn that all those hurricanes, all those storms, those are spirits. They are ministers or messengers from the wicked one. And the devil used them to bring all this harm. And God allowed it to happen. God allows those spirits to cause harm, to wreak havoc, to test people. So that people will remember him. So that when there's a hurricane or earthquake, when there are so much death and so many people died or when there is illness, those are spirits. God allows to come and destroy for people to wake up and for people to remember God, for people to remember to call on the Lord, for people to remember that there is a sovereign God that rules existence itself of human beings and the universe itself. And Job heard those news. And he woke up, arose in verse 20, where he tore his robe, he humbled himself before God, he shaved his head and fell to the ground. But look at what in the end it states, it says, and worshipped, he worshipped God, he exalted God, he glorified God. He called on God, and it states, while he was worshiping, he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord is taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to our God. He glorified him, and he exalted him. That's not easy. A person who lives these kinds of situations, who lives... Everything Job lived and still to bow down and worship to the ground, worship God. Only a person who is courageous can do this. Only a person who loves God wholeheartedly can do this. Only a person who loves God above all things can do this. To thank God, to praise God after all those horrendous news. After losing what was dearest to him, his children, he lost his goods. What kind of pain? That's why Job is a role model God allowed it for us today. Perhaps we're not going to be faced with such terrible pain such as Job, but tribulations will come or illnesses will come like the ones that are coming upon humankind today in this pandemic. Perhaps we're losing our loved ones. Or in addition to that, an accident where someone we love loses his life terribly something we were not expecting, or difficult hardship with our children, or marriages that start to break down, and we, just like Job, 
must continue waiting and trusting in God and believing in God and worshiping God, knowing that His will is good, pleasant, and perfect. That is what the Lord wants us to uh, assume for us, so that with patience, with integrity and faithfulness, we may endure adversity, pain, and trials, and we may carry, continue to love God. We must love God above all things. Job loved God above all things, above all his own children, his goods, his servants, his animals, above all things he loved God. That's why he said, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord. And in verse number 22, what God expects from each of us, what God was most pleased with. In all this, Job did not sin glory to our God, nor charge God with wrong. Blessed is our God. And chapter number two, verse number one, again, the children of God, the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan once again came along also among them. And in verse number two, the Lord said to Satan, have you not considered my servant Job? There is a none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God. No, brothers and sisters, those go together, blamelessness, uprightness, and fearing God. It is to respect God, love God, to praise God, to worship God, to obey God and shuns evil, very tied to love, to loving God, meaning he who does not commit any mistake has nothing from the wicked one, and still hold fast to his integrity, although you incited me against him to destroy him without cause. And once again, the devil's envy comes in verse number five when he says to God, skin for skin, yes, all that a man has he will give for his life, but stretched out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and he will surely curse you to your face. And God allowed this new challenge and Job kept living difficulty so much so that in verse seven says that the devil brought illness and struck him with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. We cannot even imagine the pain Job experienced with all those tribulations at the same time. In verse number nine, his own wife said to him, do you still hold fast to your integrity? That is what God commanded. Job's integrity. Job remained with his integrity. Integrity refers to that fight that if at any day in life, just as we live the Lord's blessings, but we are faced with a more difficult moment, never will we forget this lesson, this experience Job lived, that we must hold our integrity, that we must not fail the Lord, that if we are faced with tribulation or a difficult moment, we must not grumble against God, not leave the church, remain faithful, not depart the path of the Lord, never to distrust God. That is a proof of integrity. How difficult is it for human beings to hold fast to their integrity before God? That's why we must ask the Lord that in the midst of those very difficult situations and trials we may live in life, that He may have mercy so that we do not go back. Because when you leave the church, you do not hold fast the name of your God. You do not hold fast to your integrity before the Lord. Whereas Job kept trusting God. That's why today we can understand how admirable Job was. 
because the Lord allowed that experience to happen to give us an example, to teach us, so that we could understand that if we love God wholeheartedly with all our strength, we will be able to overcome any test. We will be able to endure it. We will be able to carry on loving God. Yes, brothers and sisters, God left Job to us to tell us we can, that human beings are capable of loving God above all things, that we can overcome pain, sadness, even when it affects that what you love most in your heart. And in verse number 10, Job said to his wife, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. What? Shall we indeed accept good from God, and shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. That's what's most beautiful. And you may read following verse chapters that in addition his own friends enticed by the wicked one brought pain to on job with his accus their accusations criticism and false judgments and all that job retained his integrity his fear to god his respect to god he carried on being steadfast loving god so much so that in chapter number 41 we have a beautiful end we have triumph, victory, sure victory for the children of God, for those who are faithful, for the courageous one. Verse 10 of chapter 42 states, And the Lord restored Job's losses. The time of blessing came, the time that the children of God weighed for with hope and steadfastness came. And in the end it states, Indeed the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then all the blessings began in verse 12. Now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning, for he had more sheep, more camels, and more children. In verse number 16, after this Job lived 140 years, and he saw his children and grandchildren for four generations. So Job died, and old and full of days. What a beautiful, wonderful blessing. God rewards steadfastness. God rewards faithfulness. God rewards integrity. God rewards uprightness. God glorifies himself in the existence of his children, giving them blessings and abundance. Hallelujah. Glory to our God. Let us pray to ask the Lord for his mercy and his kindness. Blessed God and Holy Father of heaven, Lord God of glory, you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Thank you, Lord, for your manifestation. Thank you, Lord, because you live and you allow us to live your existence. Thank you because you allow us to live the manifestation of your Holy Spirit with all the spiritual experiences. We appeal to your mercy. For there are moments of adversity, sadness, pain, illness, moments of tribulation. And in all of them, Lord, we thank you and we honor you, we give you glory and praise. But remember us, Lord, and because of your mercy, God, work a miracle at this time, a wondrous deed. You can do it, for you are the mighty one, Lord, the wonderful God, the blessed God, our high refuge and our strength. Thank you, Lord. Bless us and manifest yourself with your power. Do so out of love for yourself, out of love for your word, out of love for your doctrine, out of the love for this leadership you bestowed upon your church, and out of love for our Lord Jesus Christ, because we ask all of this in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. Brothers and sisters, may God bless you greatly.